Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to SpinFL. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, sorry. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. <laughs> yeah, man, we here. <laughs> we we ready. Week six is in the books. Uh, you got to be a very happy man. <laughs> I'm pretty happy. Uh, uh, but that was a good, another good weekend of football. A lot of upsets, shaking, shaking the NFL uh, ecosystem, <clears throat> and uh, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of hot takes coming out this week, man. We got to get on it, man. What's how you feeling, man? Uh, after your your victory Monday <laughs> is over. <clears throat> I mean, that might have been one of the more enjoyable Falcons games I've ever sat through. In <laughs> like in 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 over a decade, honestly, oh, wow. like not only not only did they play well, and I'm so we can get into this later too. But I'm so impressed. Oh, yeah. I'm so impressed with the way Arthur Smith is managing mm-hmm. these football games at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I for me at the end of last year, it's like you never know when it's like the first year because the coach always like inherits. Mm-hmm. a shit show and you're like man is he going to be able to figure out a way out of this thing or is he just like we, we you know we were like is this guy just a fucking you know silver spoon, silver spoon yeah. son of a billionaire uh that whole thing but this guy appears to be the real deal and i'm which also ha- makes me a billionaire you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Thinking of Pulp Fiction, my girlfriend's a vegetarian which pretty much makes me vegetarian <laughs> right exactly <laughs> Uh, so I'm, 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 that's actually the part that I'm most pleased with to see how he's, yeah, man. how he's managing to work with what he has, uh, unlike some of the other coaches that we can talk about <laughs> later. <laughs> ah, sorry. We'll sorry, not it. sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, man, we can, um, you watched the game from home, right? With the fam. I did. Same, um, man. we got dissed by by the daughter she's Mm. so saga is like currently i feel bad for her it must be hard to be an 18 year old girl who's trying to manage school work and she's just been promoted as like a like a sort of a manager at the cafe where she works Uh oh um girl boss alert let's go (laughs) uh and she has a (laughs) girl boss yeah, and she has a relatively new boyfriend, so it's like right. she's juggling, juggling a, lot. a lot. And you can the stress is showing; you can see it. Uh, and then, of course, she was freaking out about her Bengals, who <laughs> and then ma- they come out and yeah, who who made it dramatic. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. Anyway, I, I feel for her. Is she still uh, on the? Uh, is she still on the Wag Taylor train? 
she is 100% with you on the whack tra- Taylor train still, even after a victory. She's like, I don't know, bro. Uh, I don't either, man. It's almost yeah. like let them lose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. But we'll get to that, man. I, I, I actually needed, I had a bachelor party on mm. Saturday for my boy Amat. Shout out to him. Um, he doesn't watch football, but we all were out later than us. Uh, you know, it was all people in their late 30s, early 40s. So mm. we were like, we had we had the uh, the line at the club. You know what I mean? We had our, the list at the club, and we never made it to the club. That's that's the. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, you know what? Let's go to a lounge, and then let's just go home. And then yeah. that Sunday, I just wasn't even. I don't get hangovers, thankfully. That's my superpower, but. I uh, did not. God, I wish I could borrow that from you. Yeah, I wish I could pass it on. I would. (laughs) But uh, one thing I did not want to do is I did not want to have people over to watch the game. So I watched by myself. And I knew, you know, I knew uh, we'll, we'll get to that game. But let's let's get started, man. We first we'll start with the the week's barn burner. <laughs> oh my god! The 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 shit bowl of the week happened on a Thursday. And, Amazon uh, Prime did it again. Another instant classic. <laughs> Amazon Prime needs to give it up, man. The memes that are going around dunking on Amazon Prime. Oh, that's great. Thursday night football are phenomenal by the way um yeah this one had a lot of punts uh yeah. also had a lot of sacks um so if you're a defensive fan i guess you could say like hey this was there's a, a lot of bad football from what i watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right tom brady there was actually wentz got sacked three times um my man former bulldog roquan smith had at least one sack so yeah there's that he looked good. Yeah. Uh, Fields, how many times did Justin Fields get sacked? Was it five? We hit our first parlay, by the way. I want to throw it out there for those of you following our uh, our betting journey. We actually, for the first time this season, hit a Thursday night parlay, and one of them was Justin Fields completing less than 15 passes, basically. <laughs> well, at least somebody did something good on Thursday night. I love yeah, it. He, uh, and he completed 14, so I was terrified. That's and they funny. were supposed to lose by... More than four. We pushed it up to four, and it came down to the last play. That guy got to the goal line and didn't get it across, and that was it. Yeah. I was like, man, I probably almost got burst. I will say this. The Bears' run game was clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Justin Fields led the way, but Khalil Herbert, who – I like him. I think in a large way, we don't talk about him enough, um, mostly because the Bears are trash, but man, I really like the way this dude runs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, big sixty-four yard rush. Um, uh, w- you know where he 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 could have run out of bounds mm-hmm. when the Washington D caught up to him, but he just yeah. turned and just buried his whole body into the defender. I was like, yeah. man, I like this guy. Yeah, really like this contact. Guy. Yeah. Um, but then Fields, of course, blows it by missing a wide open tight end uh, for what should have been an easy touchdown. Yeah, um, I'm, uh, and then they turn the ball over and downs. It's like, what are you doing? Uh, it's Fields, man. I don't. Mm-hmm. What does he need? Just time. <clears throat> it feels I, like I, he, I, he. I have the feeling. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. What we might wind up being uh, like about to say the same thing. I, I kind of feel like I still feel like Justin Fields is a good quarterback. I've seen him play, and I know how good he can be. But I yeah. think that if you ask him to do too much. Yeah. Which is true of just about every quarterback in the league. 
if you think about it. Mm -hmm. So this is not specific to Fields. If you ask any quarterback in the league to do as much as he has to do with as little as he has to do it with, it's probably not going to go well. Look at Justin Herbert. No, but look at Justin Herbert. Everyone was like trying to crown Justin Herbert. Yeah, I picked him for MVP. And now what, six weeks in, it's like, he doesn't look special to me. Nah, he looked like yeah, yeah, that's true. But Justin Fields, when he sometimes he misses people on stuff that he could have. I agree. You know what I mean, I feel like you're. you're I right. get the vibe <clears throat> that he uh, after that first read, like I feel like it's it's too complex for him right right now. And it feels like he's ready to bail after the first or second read, and then he's just like, "Oh, I don't know what's happening. Let me run." I feel like that's what's happening right now. But but I feel but my argument my argument for Fields as as I guess maybe in some ways I'm a bit of a Justin Fields apologist. I'm not even really hey. sure why, but well, actually I do know why. It's white guilt, man. It. It's your it's your white guilt. <laughs> it, it is a little bit of white guilt because I really thought he was better than Jake Fromm when right. he was at Georgia, and I was annoyed that. So now you got a root for him, and so. And then when he left and went to Ohio State and balled the fuck out, I was like, "See, uh, but college is college. You can't, you yeah. can't judge. Uh, he, he, I can't sit here and argue that he's an NFL quarterback uh, based yeah. on his college performance. Right. But that being said, I would argue that we still like part of why I think Justin Fields plays the way that he does now, and maybe he misses those reads, is that he's never been in a good situation since That's he came true. into the NFL. Only, you know what I mean? It's only second year, too. But it's got the like, arm talent. That's what you got to be like, well. <clears throat> and the problem with these guys is that, it, you know, once that kind of like mental, and I'm overreacting to a certain degree, but once that sort of that kind of softer version of PTSD kind of kicks in, like he just thinks he's always getting ready to get hit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, of course he's not going to see the reads properly. If you put him on a team that has a proper offensive line with people who can catch the ball and all that kind of stuff, like I, I just, I just have a hard. It's just hard for me to imagine that he's not actually better than this. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Wentz, on the other hand, mm. who we've had plenty of years to look back on uh, to make our minds up about him, he was not met much better. He was twelve for twenty-two, ninety-nine yards. Like fewer zero. receptions than Fields. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you are trash! In his defense, however, Curtis mm-hmm. Samuel had a terrible drop that should have been a walk-in touchdown in this game. He had oh, yeah. several. Curtis Samuel had a, had more than yeah, one drop yeah, in this so, game. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I yeah. apologize to myself for having to watch that. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. The game was, was garbage. And and then of course the game kind of comes down to a muffed punt by mm. Bears. Uh, what's his name? Velas Jones. Um, the Commanders take over on the six yard line. Two plays later, uh, rookie Brian Robinson goes in for his first NFL touchdown. Congratulations to him. Dude gets yeah. shot. Yeah, shot. Uh, he gets shot in the in the you know before the season. The he, yeah. Six weeks later, he's back and and here you go. So definitely congratulations to him. Um, Fields nearly pulls the rabbit out of his hat with a 40-yard scramble that got him into the red zone. Um, almost found a, a guy for the game-winning touchdown. What was his name? Pettis. Um, yeah, he got tackled at the half-yard line. And in a weird – you could say it was a missed pass interference call, in my opinion. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It was really close. Do you want that call at the end of the game like that? <laughs> well, I, I guess, mean, at this yeah, point – Yeah, I guess the Bears do. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know – 
I don't even know what's happening right now with the referees. So yeah, that's um, true. anyway, and that's what nope. pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh my God. Ron Rivera. We needed him. <laughs> uh, I'm going to speak my mind for a second. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I forgot. I feel like I, I told you to pull these and I just completely forgot. That's good. That's better than I'm sorry. I'm done. No. <laughs> It's funny because I'm not. I'm so not done. I'm never done. Uh, yeah. Ron Rivera had the press conference of the year uh, because he got caught up last week basically blaming his quarterback for his – or he, he spoke in a way that could be uh, understood as he's blaming Carson Wentz when he's basically <clears throat> talking about the quarterback position and it's tough, blah, blah, blah. And then – Backed in the corner, he pulled out the Karen tears, man, and is mm. it's trying to show it like his passion. Uh, mm. He almost said that they're trying to get him fired. Caught himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They want to get. They want to uh, come after you. He was like, yeah, exactly. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, uh, but we got some good, uh, some sound bar, soundboard materials out of it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, man. I think it's my it's writing's on the wall. This guy's gonna be gone. The whole organization is. Ugh. I like Ron Rivera too, man. Former player, was on the 85 Bears team, great defensive coordinator, got the best out of Cam Newton that he could, you know, took that team to the Super Bowl, and now... Yo, you know what just crossed my mind? What's up? And this is a bit, a bit of a, like, we were having a pre-recording conversation about the Broncos, who we mm-hmm. will obviously talk about much later. Yeah. And their coaching situation, mm-hmm. and like, man, who do you throw in there as coach? And we started talking about Sean Payton and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Bro, Ron Rivera in Denver. Mm. I, With that defense, yeah, <laughs> I like it. He might need a new scene, a new uh, change of scenery. If, we press pause on that, but that just yeah. I, it just occurred to me when we were talking about Ron Rivera. He's probably hoping he gets like, please, yeah. please fire me. Yeah, man. Uh, he's tired of not having a. He's, he's got a quarterback. That he, you know, and he says in the press conference, basically, I wanted him. I went to Indianapolis to look at him. Yeah. But then I saw him play. And that's what pisses me off. (laughs) (laughs) What what triggered the rant, actually, the question, the actual question that was asked um, was, and I'm paraphrasing, was was something like, so was it was it Dan Snyder who wanted Carson Wentz or, or like mm. how, or was it you? And that was actually what triggered it. Uh, he should have been like Dan Snyder is no longer the owner of this team. His wife is. Thank you. Get real technical. <laughs> <clears throat> actually, that's not true. Did you hear? We'll get to that no. later. But uh, he there was a press release this week following that crazy report from last week mm-hmm. um, that that Snyder knows where all the bodies were buried right. uh, claiming that he's no longer under NFL restrictions and can resume control of the team. Wow. But there's been no statement from the NFL. Like they didn't say like, Oh, Hey, his thing is over. Like he just came out and said, yep, I'm back. Yeah. Try and stop me. Oh my God. He's so, pulling it out, man. Oh yeah. He's showing we're up. Gonna, it is. We're gonna, I have a very special, uh, uh, thing for Dan Snyder. Later. I want to apologize to our listeners. I spent way too much time on a shitty game. Uh, I had chosen the Commanders to win that game. They did win and flip and pick them. The next game is the most important game of the week. When uh, Skiff, Skiff chose the 49ers, 
but the Falcons won. I did. The I Falcons, but re- the most important part is the Falcons won the game. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, man, go take it away, bro. Obviously, I have issues with. I'm always a little afraid to pick my Falcons when they play against a team that mm-hmm. you know the week prior um, put up. They're still not very impressive on offense, the 49ers, but man, their defense uh, has been amazing. Um, they came into this game with a ton of injuries for sure, but it's still, it's just hard. To me, this started out as an Atlanta revenge game versus Kyle Shanahan, who lost us the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. I'm not over it. Watch the fucking tape. The game was a lock. If he doesn't call three passing plays in a row at the end of the game, we run out the clock and this lifetime of living with 28 to three nightmare exists only in a parallel universe that I know nothing about. Okay. So it's Kyle Shanahan's fault. I don't care what anybody else says, mm-hmm. but fuck 28 to three. Yeah. Cause my Falcons came out here in mm. those brilliant red helmets from mm. my childhood. And they yeah. rolled these 49ers 28 to 14. How about that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mariota was damn near perfect. 13 for 14, 129 yards. Exactly. Two touchdown passes, zero picks, zero fumbles, which that's the thing I'm most happy about. He had 50 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. That's right. I'm telling you, you got to say this motherfucker's name with no question mark. Okay. Some, (laughs) some dude I've never heard of caught a TD pass, right? Yeah. Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts finally caught a touchdown pass on American soil. Okay, Uh, and 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 Kyle Pitts brought back the Dirty Bird celebration, bro. I cannot even tell you how happy I was to see him do that. And maybe it seems like a small thing, but honestly, it 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 kind of actually changed the way I feel about who these Falcons are right now when I saw him do that. Um, so the game itself, obviously, we got a fourteen nothing lead quick. Uh, one of which was a fumble scoop and score. How about this Falcons defense? Yeah. Like making a fucking play. I mean, AJ we, Terrell we the causes on the game. Yeah. AJ Terrell causes the fumble. Jalen Hawkins scoops it up and, and takes it to the house. Uh, I've been like really shocked at how much better the defense is this year, to be honest with you. Um, that being said, I knew we were going to blow this lead, which we did. Jimmy G uh, to Ayuk, two touchdowns. That, that felt like it was going to be a problem all night long. Um, yeah. But then you had this this 11-play, six-minute touchdown drive to go up 21-14 to 14 at the half. To me, this is where, where we're getting into the territory of just brilliant game management by the coaching staff. Most of the plays were run plays, right? Like four or five yards per carry. Yep. Just moving the sticks. And running and the clock. At running the clock and showing Shanahan it, how to do it. He he out Shanahan Shanahan yeah. basically. Um, and when we needed Mariota to do something magical, he pops off a 15 yard run on third and 12 to, to pick up the first down. We keep cramming it down their throats until Mariota gets a design run play. He gets the edge, trots into the end zone. Uh, you know, I, I he just he out Shanahan Shanahan yeah, the man. whole game. Um, now obviously going into halftime with the lead as a Falcons fan is a nerve wracking prospect, 
but on this particular Sunday, my Falcons PTSD was absolutely irrelevant because not only did we score another touchdown in the second half, we held the 49ers to zero, zero points in the second half, including a drive where the 49ers had a 16 play drive that lasted over eight minutes. And our defense was able to bend without breaking and force Kyle fuck face Shanahan to walk off the field with no motherfucking points bro that is the most unfalcons thing that has ever come out of my mouth in the history of this podcast i'm so proud of the way these guys played yes the 49ers were banged up fuck that i don't even want to hear that who cares no one picked us to win this game my dirty birds three percent right yeah the dirty birds they fucking swooped in they shat on their damn heads and they flew away with the dub i don't even want to i don't want to get too far ahead of myself to be honest with you but it, it honestly the dirty bird, Arthur Smith, the way they're kind of playing, the way they're managing the game, all that kind of stuff. It really feels like the culture is changing in the A right now. Woo! I'm telling you. It don't get no better than that, baby. Yeah. That's true. It really does. And, and people uh, are starting it. to talk about I love it's really fun to have like everybody's starting to talk about this team. Like, like, hey, don't sleep on these Falcons, man. It was I remember they were the fun team. Mm. And now it's like, watch your backs, everybody. Mm-hmm. Look the fuck out! They're good, man, and and they're like, doing this without Cordarrelle Patterson. It looks like you got your coach, man. And we are quietly, I think we have like quietly like the, we're like the fourth best rushing team in the league. Where did that come from? I don't know, man. Maybe the maybe uh, Arthur Smith paid for it. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But congrats, man. Even though I mean. That's that goes to show that losing and uh, flip them, pick them, the pick is not. It doesn't matter when your team wins the fucking game. Like it just like erases all the the the. Sadness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It I don't even care. Matter. Then uh, I knew, I was convinced the Patriots would beat the Browns, and that's why I picked mm. them to do it. But uh, <clears throat> I didn't know it was gonna be like that, bro. Not gonna lie to you. Okay, look, we talked a lot last week about Bill Belichick pulling his dick out and showing everyone how big it is. Yes, we did. Okay, in this one, he not only pulled it out, mm-hmm. but it felt like every time Jacoby Brissett tried to throw the ball, I could swear that Bill's dick got a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah, man. Right? Because yeah. Brissett was awful. Yeah. I mean, 21 for 45, 266 yards. He had a touchdown pass, but he also had two picks. Um one of which was on the second play from scrimmage. Uh, he also got sacked four times. And, and of course, Bill did what Bill does. Uh, he, he eliminated the opponent's biggest threat. My man, former Bulldog Nick Chubb, had yeah. only 12 carries, 56 yards, and zero touchdowns. Um, that's still and, over and four it, yards a carry. You know, that's- and as, yeah, but it, and as much as I want to give Bill Belichick credit for that, in, in all honesty, when you – when, if you looked at the game closely, it wasn't like he eliminated Chubb. Mm. It was really more that Stefanski just like abandoned the run. Exactly. Which yeah, is like, why? Why? They got blown out. <clears throat> Even on that second play of the game where Brissett uh, throws the pick, I remember sitting there watching the game and I'm like, but it was like second and like six or something. And I'm like, why is Jacoby Brissett dropping back to throw at 15 yards right now? What is he yeah, doing? That's true. And then the blowout didn't really start happening until the second half. Like it was, yeah. 
On the other side, you had Bailey Zappi, the rookie, 24 for 34, 309 yards. 300 plus yards. Two, t- uh, two touchdowns. Uh, certainly, obviously, the best performance in his short career yeah. so far. Um, Ramondre Stevenson carried the load to a large extent. Uh, 76 yards, two touchdowns. Um, one of those touchdowns was like a 30 yard blast of some, I mean, he was, he was fun to watch. Um, Browns also had a muffed punt, um, that led to a Patriots touchdown one play later. Uh, nothing seemed to be going right for the Browns. Um, and Bill's dick just kept growing by the second. (laughs) It just kept getting bigger and bigger. Why don't, Um, why, why I haven't heard much about, uh, Stefanski at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess the people the expectations weren't that high with the uh, Brissett being your starting quarterback. But well, I will say this: there is starting, there is some chatter that is starting regarding um, the Browns' defense is starting mm-hmm. to become one of the biggest concerns yeah. uh, in the league, um, especially considering, like, you know, Miles M- Garrett is still out there doing his job. He had a strip sack fumble in this yep. game, right? So you still got him out here doing what he does, but. But it's like the secondary can't do shit. Um, you know, they they figure out a, if you figure out a way to run to the opposite side of Miles Garrett, then apparently you're getting yards against these Browns. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. something there's something rotten up there on the line. I'm not sure what it is, um, but they need to fix it and they need to fix it quick because they just got blown out by Bailey Zappi. Yeah. Um, 38 to 15, man. Yeah. Dang. Final note on this game. Bill's, uh, Bill Belichick uh, moved into a two-way tie with George Hallis for most wins as coach <laughs> in NFL history with 324 wins of all time. Your man, former Dolphin Don Shula, is still safely in first place with 347 wins all time. Yeah. Um, it do you know? will take It'll take a couple of seasons for Bill to catch up with that. but I think that's, his, that's on his radar. But he's like, do I don't it. care who my team is, man. I don't care who my assist, my coordinators are. We're gonna mm-hmm. catch that shit. <laughs> I yeah. think he's not retiring until he gets that. Yeah, absolutely. Then we got uh, the next game. Uh, you chose the Packers to beat the Jets. How could you think something like that, man? I, you know, I, I <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was having this conversation with Saga last night as we were having dinner. I, I was telling her, I was like, there's a couple of teams in the league right now that I think we need to kind of change the way we think about them. Um, yes, I'll, like I'll, we need I'll to that later too. We need to set recent history aside and 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 realize that we need to alter the way that we think about some of these teams. And the Jets, for me, are on that list. We called we called time to hit the panic button on these Packers uh, if they lost. And I mean, it's yeah, I, I think we're at Blake, you know, what is it? Break glass in case of emergency. Yeah, like, it's, it's Jordan Love time, man. <laughs> the team needs a boost. <laughs> uh, wow. Once we can di- get it in- seems like their division got a little stronger while they're getting a little weaker. And it's like, you, you know, know, what's fascinating to me about the Packers is that I feel like this is one of the reasons why. I still kind of roll with Aaron Rodgers to a certain degree, despite his wackiness, Mm. because with regard to some of the complaints that have led to his recent, um, you know, however you want to perceive his, his recent attitude, whether you want to call it problematic or, or whatever, I kind of think he's right. 
regarding how the team has been managed uh, with regard to the fact that they never they never get him the weapons that he needs. Did you see that um, graphic they put up during the game? No, I didn't. Since Zach Wilson has been uh, drafted, they've mm-hmm. drafted uh, two wide receivers um, uh, in the first round. Mm. And, right. And, and uh, <laughs> since 2005, I think it was, the Packers right. have drafted zero. And <laughs> right. like, it's like, no, they're not even trying to get I, your help, bro. I, with regard to, to, to that particular part of the Rodgers versus Brian Gutekunst scenario. I'm on team Rogers, man. I, I, I think he has a, I think he has a point. I can't think uh, of any free agent grabs either. <clears throat> no. Um, I mean, they went out and got Sammy Watkins. How's that working out? Okay. Sammy Watkins. But any more, can you think of any more? I don't, I don't remember any. No. Free and, agent and, wide receiver coming and, over. And you remember, I mean, okay. Devonte Adams is the one exception. Um, but <clears throat> I would argue that that was luck. They didn't yeah. know Devontae Adams was going to be that good. And then got rid of him. And then when he got that good, you couldn't keep him. So I, I'm on Team Rodgers with this one. I, I, I think it sucks for him. Um, they need game, to go after – oh, he's gone now. But they need to, They should have gone after Robbie Anderson. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the weather was not great in this game, which means that it kind of started out as a dreadful – punt fest there was a missed field goal sprinkled in there somewhere uh rogers damn near threw his pick six on the first play of the game mm-hmm. um to sauce gardner very lucky that that ball just barely touched the ground yeah. uh three to three at the half and then the jets came out in the second half and they shocked the world bro they scored their first touchdown on a beautiful designed end around type play to braxton barrios mm-hmm. from the U. Uh, is he from the U? I was not aware of that. I was aware of that. <laughs> I would have said it. Had I known it, I would have said it. Yeah, man. Uh, he took it 20 yards to the house. The next Packers possession. I mean, the re- the second half basically turned into the Quinn and Williams show in mm. the second half. This guy for the for the Jets. Yeah. Uh, Sacks Rogers, right? Leads to a block punt. Uh, who picked it up? Will Park scoops it up. That's yeah. how they get their second touchdown. Um the Packers finally did score on a bit. I mean, that's like that, that touchdown pass to Lazard. Yeah. Like that's when you see when yeah. Rogers makes one of those throws that like only like, yeah, like, five, like five, five guys in the yeah, league yeah, yeah, are yeah. smart to make that throw. You uh, know what I mean? And I kept pointing it out to Joanna when we were watching the game too. And I was like, I was like, look at what he just did. Like he looked at where the receiver was and where the DB was. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to intentionally under throw this ball to his back shoulder because then my receiver is the only one who can even come close to it. No. I was like, he's so fucking smart. The way yeah. he's so good. It's anyway, Ayahuasca. we're over here. Grapefruit and Aaron Rodgers. Um, he deserves it, man. He earned it. <laughs> uh, and then a few plays later, I mean, how much can we talk about Brees motherfucking Hall? Yes. They hand the ball off to him. Now, the funny thing about this play is that I read about this. In in the post game interview, they asked the coach what happened there. That was supposed to be a reverse. Oh, they handed it off to Brees Hall. He was supposed to hand it off to one of the receivers. That's why he was cutting straight across the line. But when he realized that it wasn't going to work, he just cut right and took the fuck off for a oh, thirty four wow. yard touchdown run. How? I mean, 
like for your football IQ to be right. to be at that level as a rookie, as a rookie yeah. and what is he? He's probably 22 years old. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? He's yeah, like, shit, that's not going to work. I'm just going to fucking take off and score this touchdown. How about that? Uh, <laughs> and he does a Lambo leap in yeah. their house. Well, they a had a bunch of their fans friends. there. Yeah. But that was fantastic. That was really I, have cool. Have you ever seen that many non-Packers fans at the edge like that? No. No, how did they get there? How did they get their tickets? I don't that's even know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The part owners um, are selling their tickets. Economy. <clears throat> the Packers got two more drives, uh, both of which ended as turnovers on downs. I, I got to say, this Jets thing, it does not feel like a fluke. Um, the, Jet, the Jets were simply the better team. Yeah. Um, but in, I guess, I don't know. We could sit here and argue all day. Are they a fake four and two? Um, maybe the Packers are not who we expected right. them to be. I don't right. know. M- might still be too early to call it, but I, again, if I'm Packers nation, I, I am breaking the glass and smashing the panic button right now. I really am. Yes. Um, Fuck that relax shit. <laughs> and we got, yeah. And, and Rogers, I mean, talk about him. Like what a common NFL trope, like in the post game interview, Rogers is out here talking about how maybe we need to simplify the game plan. Oh, it's like, no. that's never a good sign. Um, he's basically saying I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, mm. Yeah. And then they had a little bit of drama at the end of the game, which I mean, it turned out to be nothing, but sauce Gardner walking around with the cheese head and then, uh, Lazard. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Slaps it off his head. And Lazard didn't even look mad. No, he, he's like, get this shit I think, the, I think I read somewhere that Lazard even said like, no, I'm not, I wasn't pissed. I was just like, you know, fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah. Just a quick, but thing, it was, yeah. but it's still funny. It's, yeah. I mean, it's both the things gonna... are funny. The wearing it and then the slapping it off—that's the type of stuff I like, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, that we're worried, we're a little worried about the Packers. Uh, who I'm happy about is the team I picked to win only because I needed it so bad for our bet. The Colts beat the Jaguars, who everybody was touting <clears> as <throat> this, you know, watch out for the Jaguars, and then, mm-hmm. yep, they took that L, man. T-Law versus Matty Wheels. That's right. I got a new nickname for Trevor Lawrence. I'm calling him Uh, T-Law. Okay. Important thing to remember. Jerome Boger was assigned to this game. And just so we're clear, I'm not over that call from last week at all. I'm officially on Jerome Boger watch for the rest of my life. And as long as this guy is a referee. Mm. uh, I love how the league, until the day before this game, still had not addressed that bullshit roughing the goat call. Um and then they followed it up by sticking Jerome Boger on a game that not even Colts and Jag- Jaguars fans wanted to watch, right? Just, <laughs> just bury him somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so I see you, NFL. Yep. You cannot fucking trick me. For those of you who are as obsessive compulsive as I am, there is a site called Football Zebras where you can see week after week which referees are assigned to which game. Wow. Uh, I've never followed or cared about the referees before until now, but expect – a Jerome Boger warning probably every week going forward from here on out. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. But there was no nothing glaring in that game though, right? He did have a roughing the passer call, but I think it was, it, was I, warranted. it seemed, it was one of those where it was one of those roughing the passer calls that you have to call, but I mm-hmm. hate the yeah. one where it's like where, where the defender's hand Hits hit the, the hits the mask or something and i'm just yeah. like that's such a stupid why do you even add that he called he had to call that so that's not his fault yeah but you can't smack him in the head 
but it's just dumb, I think. Um, Anyway, you're right. This was huge for our division bet. No Jonathan Taylor, no Naheem Hines. Uh, So the Colts would put the ball in the hands of Matty Ice and hope for the best. Not normally (laughs) a recipe for success. We've talked about this week after week. You do not want Matt Ryan throwing the ball over 50 times. But good Lord, did he show up? This was like a vintage Matt Ryan performance. Yeah, man. Check out this stat line. This is insane. Everything about it. 42 for 58. He threw the ball 58 <laughs> times, bro. <laughs> they need to stop this. No Jonathan Taylor, though. 389 yards, three touchdown passes, zero picks. And to me, this is as crazy as the 58. Zero sacks, bro. Zero. When was the last time? Matt Ryan probably doesn't even remember the last time he didn't get sacked in a game. There was this. Didn't he stumble and fall and we called each other talking about it? But that's not, we're going to get to that in a minute. But that's not a sack. <laughs> How's that not a sack? I don't know. It didn't count as a sack. He didn't get up? It's like the same as like him putting his knee that's down. It's like a run? Oh, good. He never got up because he was like, if I get up, I'm going to get sacked. Skiff <laughs> uh, <laughs> can't say zero sacks if I get up. I know, exactly. So Michael Pittman was awesome in this game. 13 receptions, 134 yards. He was averaging 10 yards per reception. I mean, whew. Uh, T-Law wasn't bad either. Uh, He wasn't great. He was 20 for 22, 165 yards, one touchdown pass. Uh, But he did take four sacks. And at least there was was that one that really killed it. It was so Matt Ryan, that sack. It was like a 15-yard sack that took them out of the red zone. Right, They were like on the edge of the red zone, and he takes a 15-yard sack. Ironically, right in front of Matt Ryan. Yeah, I think I was – Did we were we watching together? Because we were on the phone for a while during that game. I think yeah. we might have seen that he out Matt Ryan Matt Ryan. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm sure Matt Ryan was standing there on the sideline saying, I feel your pain, son. <laughs> um, you, you, you know how relieving <clears throat> it feels when you just take a sack to take your team out of field <laughs> Have you ever seen this Jags running back? What's his name? Jamichael Hasty. He, he's no, the guy but I love that this... name. I, I hadn't uh, heard of him. I love the name. He, uh, well, when I looked it up, I was like, how is this a name? He spells it capital J, lowercase a, and then capital M, Mm -hmm. Y-C-A-L, Jamichael. Okay. Jamichael, it's a weird spelling. Anyway, 60-yard touchdown run to make it 14-3, to but he was like, he had some real pop, that guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the Colts... um, you know, late in this game, they took a 26 to 21 lead um, on a pass to that massive tight end that we spoke about before. The one that he's so big that Matt Ryan can't even miss him. Jelani Woods, 6'7", <laughs> yes. 253 pounds. Big fucking dude. Um, I don't understand why they don't just throw it to him every time they're in the red zone. He's so big. <laughs> yeah. He's so fucking big. Um, ah, in this game, Matt Ryan passed your man, former Dolphin Dan Marino, for seventh all-time in NFL QB passing yards. Wow, congrats. He only needs 2,000 more to pass Philip Dagnabbit Rivers and 3,000 more to pass our old friend Rapey Roethlisberger. So oh, shit. Definitely rooting for that. Yeah. Uh, the lead changed hands again. The, the, the fourth quarter of this game yeah. was, was – was, turned out to be one of the more entertaining games yeah. of the of, of the day. Uh, the Jags went on an 18 play, 84 yard, 10 minute drive. T law to Christian Kirk. 
they failed. <laughs> he needs to get that tattooed on his neck, by the way. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'll anyway. say his face. Uh, yeah, th- sure. Yeah, that's a thing now. Uh, they failed to get the two-point conversion, but they're still up 27 to 26 with about two and a half minutes to go, right? Um, and then this this drive. This drive is so funny, okay? And this is going to I'm 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 walking up to our phone call, which is very funny. Pierce, Pittman, Campbell, Woods, Maddie Ice got everybody involved in the script. It was like an action thriller ensemble yeah. cast like Mission Impossible. Yeah. Okay. Now, the part where it nearly turned into a comedy, uh <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, yeah, it's <clears throat> on this drive, it's first to 10, Colts have the ball. It's like they're on like the 30-yard line. Right, yeah. they're in field goal it's, range. It's, it's Matt Ryan prime territory. Yeah, Matty Wheels takes the snap, immediately trips and falls down for a four yard loss, and all of a sudden, Joanna goes, "Hey, your phone is ringing." <laughs> <laughs> I pick up the phone. We just laughed. I answer, and Jonathan is laughing so hard that he can't even speak. And because of our numerous conversations regarding Matt Ryan's ability to do shit like this, he didn't even have to speak. I knew exactly what he was trying to say. I, like, no words were necessary. Laughter was all uh, – I was like, yeah, I don't know. And I, <laughs> it was so, so uh, funny. And then we hang up, we talk for a minute, we hang up the phone, and yeah. almost immediately we hang up the phone. Matt Ryan, I, I, I'm certain that he could hear you and me yeah. laughing yeah. all the way from Sweden. Yeah. He's on third and 13. He drops okay. back, only needing a field goal to win. Yeah, the it. defender nearly chops his fucking legs off at the knees. He says, you know what, Jonathan? You know what, Skiff? Fuck, Fuck you guys. 32-yard <laughs> multicolored rainbow pass dropped yes. right into a bucket into the hands of Alec Pierce for the game-winning touchdown. Matt Ryan's 45th game-winning touchdown drive of his career. He's only two behind your boy Marino, nine behind the all-time leader, the so-called GOAT, who uh, yeah. you know can't beat the Steelers or keep a wife. So, yeah, fuck you, Tom Brady. Oh, uh, <clears throat> damn. Matty Ice, cold as fuck, in the clutch. Let's yes. go. Colts and in the press the conference, he said, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. <laughs> I can't imagine Matt Ryan ever saying something uh, like no, that. No. Ever. Man, well, good. Oh, I love that story, man. That was great. And I'll say, and I love, you know, and, and to be f- clear, like, obviously, Matt Ryan was is a former Falcons coach. Um, Quarterback. Correct. Not the coach. Um, I am I am wishing him well. I'm one yeah. of those fans. Like, I really, I really hope the best for whatever he has left of his career. Yeah. And and it makes me happy to see him do well. Like I, I never blamed the Falcon situation on him. Um, so yeah, good for him. Congratulations, Matt Ryan. Sorry we laughed at you, but you do this all the time. So to our, our in our defense, we should be able to laugh at that. All right. Then you broke my heart uh, by picking <laughs> the, the Vikings to uh, to win against the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. But you were right. You actually got some got a point off of that. Uh, we uh, all knew you, what was gonna happen. You can hit the barely button. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, they almost pulled it off. I mean, I mean, the, yeah. the Vikings did not look very convincing in this game, did they? No, it looked like the Dolphins' defense came to play. Uh, they just ended up being on the field a lot. Uh, we're we're debating in the group chat, my Dolphins group chat, about uh, about um, Skylar Thompson. 
versus Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. If you're having that conversation, it's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I always can I always maintain that it's better to have the more seasoned guy in at the with the way that game was going. But if it weren't for a, a Waddle fumble, Miami could possibly tie it up, and then they were only down one score. But it was know, just like a. Sucked. It was like a messy game. Like uh, Thompson's finger was all bleeding. It's like the Dolphins have cursed at quarterback this year, man. He had a, he had his hand on the helmet. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, not much to say about it except for I watch more red zone than I normally do on a Sunday. You know what's crazy about this game, and I read about this later. I, the Vikings had almost not eight, nine, maybe even ten drives that were all. Three and outs. Yes. Miami went nuts with three and outs. I mean, I, I'm still kind of scratching my head, like, how they managed to win this football game. It's the, Miami crazy. didn't do anything once they got the ball back, though. Like, Skyler <clears> Thompson, <throat> you could tell that he was. it's a 20-page playbook, and he's only capable of three of them. You know what I mean? Oh, and then sucks. they bring in Bridgewater because Thompson hurt his hand. And then Bridgewater, you know, he's at eight pages. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, right. and then sometimes he just does like weird stuff. Teddy Bridgewater, he's gonna be, he is what he is, you know. I mean, obviously it 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 it, it took a while, but Dalvin Cook showed up when they needed him most. Um, Justin Jefferson had yeah. over a hundred yards. Um, Adam Thielen caught a nice touchdown pass. Um, you know the the Vikings are funny. They're 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 finding ways to win though. They're a five and one team. Yeah. They find ways to win. It almost never looks pretty. Yeah. Like they always, they either start hot and then fade off, or they struggle and then they catch fire. Um, yeah. It's um, yeah, it's weird. They they I haven't I've yet to see them play an entire four quarters exactly. like a complete game, um, but somehow five and one they man. make it work and they make it work. The, and as far as the Dolphins, I'm not. Hitting the panic yet? Mm. The three and zero with Tua, zero and three without him, and he's back next week. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm with or without you as as a friend of mine. I, I'm, I'd be ready to see this team. Like, it's, I hate it when a team that that's they're just they were so fun to watch in yeah. those first three games. They're new, you know what right I mean? Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. That's a great word for it. Um, and then it's like, man, I really want them back just for no other reason than my own personal entertainment, that they're just a fun football team to watch when he's there. Um, So, yeah, so I'm excited for that. Then we got the Bengals uh, played the Saints. Uh, I picked the Bengals to win, and and they won. Barely. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, let's see. You had who day versus who dat. Uh, (laughs) Two teams deeply confused regarding – the incredibly obvious nature of a basic NFL schedule. Like, just look at the schedule, bro. You can see who they are or who that is. Uh, <laughs> on one end, you had, like, uh, an Andy Dalton revenge game, I guess. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then on the other end, you had what we had talked about last week, which was like, you know, if the Bengals lose, it might be time to hit the panic button. Um, Joe Burrow showed up to this game in a game-worn yeah. LSU Lamar Chase jersey in the yeah. it, it, in the building where these dudes went off and won the national uh, the NCAA national championship a few yeah. years back. 
Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And while they did not even come close to matching that performance, the the LSU performance, that was like they were on another planet that night. uh, They did manage to slowly and methodically take control of this game at at the moments when it really mattered the most. Um, The Saints' first TD was off of a muff punt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Burrow kind of shook it off and, and led them on a 12 play touchdown drive. Uh, Alvin Kamara was a problem all night. Um, and I don't mean in the club. Uh, that's right. Kamara has officially been charged for assault and battery for beating oh. the shit out of that dude the night before the Pro Bowl last year. Okay. Um, no idea when to expect a suspension, but, but yeah, he's been he's been officially charged, and I think they're suing him for like ten million or twenty million dollars oh, or something. Course. I don't know if you ever went to TMZ to see this dude's you know TMZ. In one way, I like them, but like they're the ones who will always show you what really happened, mm-hmm. which is kind of why I went there. And they got this picture of this dude's face after Kamara and his buddy beat the oh, shit out of him, it, yeah. and it's not pretty. Um, anyway, he had nearly a hundred yards. In this game, but no touchdowns. Rashid Shahid was another name I'd never heard before. Did you see the way this guy could wiggle? Yeah, he, man. He, he was very it was funny. Shifty. Like a lot of people, they were saying that uh, that Eli Apple got cooked by somebody who like was not even in the fantasy <laughs> at all. People like looking to try funny... to pick him up, and they like couldn't pick him up. There was a funny moment in this game, and maybe we're talking about the same moment where. A guy, one of the Saints receivers got open, but Dalton overthrew him and um, and he couldn't pull it in. And they were like, it was really good coverage by Eli Apple. And then they cut to the to the replay and Eli Apple falls down. Yeah. I'm like, was it? The good, yeah. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> I was like, what are they talking about? Yeah. Uh, the Bengals were not fooled in the slightest by Taysom Hill, who had only five carries for 39 yards. Um. That being said, the Saints did take a 20 to 14 lead into the half, um, but could pretty much only manage field goals after that, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks in large part to a textbook Lou Anarumo adjustment at the second half uh, and a flip of the switch, turning the lights up on the Joe Burrow Jamar Chase show. Uh, they had a seven-play, 74-yard drive that ended in a Jamar Chase touchdown. Man. And then two drives later, they had a one-play drive, Burrow to Chase. Uh, Chase bounces off yeah. his guy, twists away like he does. That looked a Stays lot like – Stays in bounds. Yeah, that looked very much like the Jamar Chase from last year. Yeah. Um, pulls away from the coverage, takes it 60 yards to the house, game-winning touchdown. Zach Taylor's job. Yeah, Bengals D <laughs> rolled out and turned the Saints over on downs, and that was pretty much the ball game. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know me, how I feel about one Zach Taylor, but they got some talent on the team, and they got a really good defensive coordinator. He might be somebody. We're talking about possible uh, head coaches. Adam Rumo might be. They might people start might might start looking at him. True. Well, the Bengals, you know, they came away with a victory at a very important time, and they really needed it. I would have said definitely hit the panic button if they lose this game because it feels like it's it's a winnable game. You should beat the Bengals should beat the Saints. Period. Um, their defense is not who we thought they were. Um, <laughs> there's there are issues in the secondary. Um, there, it's almost people, like you'd say that, that their coach is bad. Well, there's that, but there's also this this discussion 
um, people are starting, you know, because now we're six weeks into the season, people are starting to kind of take a second look at the fact that the Saints let C.J. Gardner-Johnson go. Mm. Uh, and they're starting to take a look at what replaced him. And the Honey Badger is not playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are starting to take a second look at that at that decision. And Uh-oh. and and of I don't course think they the, are, man. They wouldn't. Be I don't think. Them. I don't think the. I don't think they like that. They is don't what, like that. <laughs> is Winston done for the year? There's also discussion that they may be handing the starting job to Andy Dalton. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't. I don't. I don't, like, what's I, don't the I think Winston has a. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, think about how bad they played when they had Winston. Like how few points they were able to score when he was in the game. At least they're able to put up some points with Andy Dalton. Well, it says he's he's supposed to be back. I mean, he's available. I'll put it like that. I know that, but that's why yeah, when they, they asked the coach in the post game yeah. interview, they're saying that's they're saying like, well, we're discussing a lot of that. Like they're being very weird and vague mm. about it. Um, Wow. Um, maybe the maybe. Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals. They needed this victory, and they got it. Yeah. Uh, especially given that they have probably their toughest game of the year coming up next week as they play my Atlanta Falcons. It's going to be crazy in my household. Oh. Uh, we might be the only household on the face of the planet that circled Falcons v Bengals when this when the fucking schedule came out in May. <laughs> Hey, once every four years. Well, now with this new schedule type, man, maybe every mm. other year or something like that. Mm. If you get the right, if you both win the division or something. All right, yeah. uh, Ravens-Giants was the next game. Uh, you picked the Ravens to win. Why would you do that? Well, because I just assumed <laughs> that the Ravens were a better team. And and in yeah. all honesty, and we'll we'll work our way into this, but the Giants are one of those teams that I feel like I have to change my mind about a little bit. Yeah, um for me, this was another revenge game, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> this was a legit revenge game, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, morning defensive, co- defensive coordinator Wink Martindale fired by the Ravens Martindale. last year, even yeah. though their real problem was, you know, a combination of like major injury issues that they had right. on defense, as well as Harbaugh coaching like a fucking algorithm. Um, <laughs> Wink quickly gets the gig with the Giants because they were like, what? You fired him? Are you nuts? Uh, and he has been a huge part of why this team is far more relevant than we ever expected them to be. And it, 100% the reason why the Giants won this football game, period. Um, they, Yeah, the defense was lights out. We saw something you almost never see in this game. Uh, a Justin Tucker missed field goal. Yep. We saw uh, a, another rare uh, situation, which was a Kenyon Drake touchdown run. He was Um, balling. He was. Um, He had 10 carries for 119 yards. He was was great. Um, We definitely have not seen a performance like that from him in a while. You know, he used to be the backup to Josh Jacobs in um, uh, Raiders, Las Vegas. Uh, We saw him. He played for the Dolphins. Yeah. We also saw something that we've literally never seen before, which was a Wandale Robertson touchdown catch. (laughs) <laughs> because he because he's a rookie. Uh first T D. Very nice. Good job. Um Lamar Jackson was running all over the damn place per yeah. usual. Uh seventy seven yards on the ground, but he also threw a pick at a very bad time. Uh fumbled the ball twice. 
The second one being the game icing play for the Giants, pretty yeah. much. The pressure um, was making him make bad decisions, man. Like they had definitely. constant pressure on him. He he kept having to like run around and try to force action, and then it caught up to him with three turnovers. <clears throat> this was one of those games where you you know they always say like if if a former defensive coordinator goes up against his old team, mm-hmm. it's like oh he knows that quarterback. You really felt like Wink Martindale knew this quarterback. Yeah, uh, like really. Yeah, but that being said, the weird thing about the Ravens is like it, it, it was again one of those games where you just kept thinking like they're they're just they're yeah. getting ready to pull away, but but you know Wink and the D were just never not gonna let that happen. The Ravens, I I think they just they're that kind of team that it, they just know how to shoot themselves in the foot for some reason. <laughs> exactly. They they outrush. Listen to this. This is insane. They outrushed the Giants, two hundred and eleven yards to eighty three yards. They had more total yards, four hundred and six to two hundred and thirty eight. But they were terrible on third downs. They were four for ten on third on third downs. Giants were seven for fourteen. The Ravens had ten penalties for seventy five yards in this game, plus yep. the turnovers. I, I mean, I. It, some of these things are fixable problems, but when you overlook them, they can absolutely lose you a football game. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Rushing to fire that guy might be their mm-hmm. undoing. Our thing went see- away too, man. Our cash out. Oh, uh, really? Or maybe it'll come it's back be- tomorrow. Yeah, it'll come back. Saquon was a factor in this game as always. He had eight, he only had 83 yards, but he had a touchdown when they needed it most. And that touchdown came on the drive directly after the Lamar Jackson interception. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big deal. I mean, again, I don't know, man. Th- these Giants are five and one, and I I, I wasn't buying it at oh, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I'm, but I'm on board. Starting, man. This is starting to look real. Yeah. Uh, the first three games that they won were against the Titans, the Panthers, and the Bears, which is not really necessarily something to write home about. But the next two were against the Packers and the Ravens. Th- this shit might be real. Um, yeah. yeah. And it certainly puts Brian Dayball in the lead for, uh, you know, consideration as coach of the year. Yeah, given, how they, yeah. they, given how they tend to lean towards, you know, new, new coaches. Coach, like Stefanski like got it a couple years ago. Yeah. But now people are questioning Stefanski. So it's like, I think the coach of the year right now, I'm dropping that on Bill Belichick right now. Fair, fair. (laughs) That's like, Uh, he's got Zappy out here looking like an MVP. And then again, the flip side, Ravens are starting to make me a little nervous. They're three and three. All those losses. They're at the top of their division. Listen to this. But here's the thing. All of those losses that they have, all three of them were leads Mm. Blown leads of ten points or more, or more in the fourth, right? Yeah. The Ravens are suddenly the team that can't close a game. They can't protect a lead. It's almost like they caught some kind of like a bird flu from the Falcons, right? <laughs> it's like we gave it to them, like we gave them the bird flu. Uh, Falcons are finally starting to look clean and healthy, and yeah. the Ravens are like they're they're just coughing it up. Well, the um, Eagles are catching next. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. And I really, and I'm, I don't say that like I'm not like if obviously we have Ravens fans. I'm not saying that because I'm like enjoying making fun of you. I'm actually rooting for you because the fact like, that they, I, they, the fact that they, oh, I was like, rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? The, the fact precisely. That they, <laughs> the the fact that they can't finish does that mean that John Harbaugh is pulling it out, showing how soft it is? 
think I need some fucking Viagra Cialis. <laughs> yeah, give some Cialis. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, speaking of Viagra Cialis, Tom Brady was going up against, <laughs> <laughs> up against the Steelers. I mistakenly thought the Bucks, who were uh, I thought were uh, the top team in the NFC uh, South, uh, they might not be. It might be your boys. However, they were going up against what many were saying is the worst team in football. They can't get it together. And then the Steelers came out and kicked them in the mouth. To me, this was funny. Um, when I when I thought about how this whole thing played out, I couldn't help but think that Mr. I-don't-throw-the-flags, mm-hmm. who coincidentally – uh, does not know how to keep one of the hottest chicks on the face of the planet emotionally oh, or no. perhaps even sexually satisfied oh, showed in it. this game that maybe losing his family was not quite worth the 2022 NFL season. I'm <laughs> thinking this dude never should have unretired is, is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Um, the rapey Roethlisberger era kind of ru- has ruined the Steelers for me in, in, in yeah. a large way. I haven't not cheered for this team to win a football game this much since I since the Lynn Swan era, honestly. Um, rookie Kenny Pickett looked pretty good early. Yeah. Uh, though, man. Yeah, he led his team early to an 11-play, six-and-a-half-minute touchdown drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first NFL passing touchdown. So congratulations yeah, to him for that. And uh, Najee Harris, who despite the touchdown, did not do very well on the ground again. So that that continues to be an issue, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter because the Steelers' defense—they I don't know—they just decided, uh, uh-uh, not okay, losing yep. this game. Yep. Uh, they held the Bucks to only seventy-five total rushing yards. They gave up a few chunk plays here and here. They here keep and there talking the about how Tom Brady's getting his weapons back. It, mm-hmm. He's getting another weapon back, and it's just like I don't know, man. They come up short over and <clears> over <throat> and over and over. <laughs> and. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, Brady, Brady only got sacked twice, but the pressure uh, was coming the whole game. Yeah, he's hard, um, he's hard to sack, man. Which only allowed him to complete barely over half of his throws, right? Once you, rush him, once you rush him and force him to throw the ball, like he just – he was just – he was throwing it at dude's feet just to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steelers kicker Chris Boswell had one of the funnier field goals of the year that went oh, off yeah. the crossbar and in. Given that this was only a two-point game, that funny moment that happened early in the game wound up being kind of important. Yeah. 
Uh, and then two drives into the second half, we got to see the moment that everybody was waiting for the triumphant return of Mitch Big Dick Trubisky. <laughs> who, if we're being fair, like, look, we love to make fun of Mitch Trubisky, but he yeah. kind of won them this football game. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, he came in in a difficult spot yeah. against what is supposed Poised. to be a very yeah. a, what is supposed to be a very good team, and you know they always say like, you know, just always be ready. And Mitch was ready. He was nine mm-hmm. for twelve, hundred forty four yards, yep. uh, twelve yards per pass, one touchdown, no sacks. The Steelers D must have gotten like extra scared after they realized that Trubisky was coming in, and they were like, <laughs> "Shit, we need to yeah, bring the oxygen to... ahead of time." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because they forced after that, they forced Brady to like back to back three and outs, uh, before Mitch led the offense on an eight play touchdown drive that, that, you know, to polish this thing off with a nice toss to chase Claypool for the game winning touchdown. And then, um, uh, yeah, the, that Claypool catch on the sidelines. Yeah. We're like squeezes yeah. it falling out of box. Claypool is fun, mm-hmm. man. <clears throat> Shout yeah. out to the I mean, Steelers, the Buc- man. Two and four. They're trying to keep our. They're trying to keep one of our favorite coaches from getting uh, a losing record. Absolutely, and know, and man. and the Bucks, to their credit, they did fight back. They scored, but they didn't score yeah. on the um, two point. on the uh, two point conversion. I mean, man, Brady was pissed. The way all this clip that's going around with it, yeah. you see him shouting at his guys on the sidelines. It was like I felt like it was like the coaches said, "Look, guys, we're all out of tablets." <laughs> like can you go buy you guys are gonna <laughs> yeah we're all out of tablets you're gonna have to stand in and let tom you know yell at you guys because microsoft won't send us any more tablets he keeps breaking them <laughs> you know it's bad enough that microsoft tablets are you know these wannabe ipads that nobody wants to buy and then every sunday yeah. tom's out here fucking smashing one like they just don't want to quick question yeah quick question uh how long of a leash does todd bowles have because it's kind of the same team. I guess they're winning the division. They end up. With I a think he get, I, I think he gets the whole season. I think he gets the whole season. Because um, it's looking. It looks mess. It looks messier than it is. They're three and three. They're still at the top. They're tied for the division. Uh, <clears throat> but it's like I don't know, man. Some people are making a big deal about the fact that Brady didn't didn't travel with the team on Friday because he went to Robert Kraft's wedding. I don't know if that's so a big deal. I think everyone's just looking for something to dunk on, but um, we do not care. Yeah. But um, anyway, right, I love watching Tom Brady lose and I like watching him whine like a little bitch on the sidelines. So it was a good Sunday for me. All right. Uh, the Panthers. Uh, we're playing against the Rams. You picked the Rams for some reason to win that game, cool. and you were right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though it was uh, looking like we might have had a coach firing renaissance again. We had panic button, and week after a head coach gets fired, all wrapped up into one game. Yeah, man. Um, we also had a very weird story coming into this game regarding Cam Akers, who oh, yeah. was – was listed as out. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, it was reported that Acres w- would be out of the game for personal reasons, and then on Sunday we learned that the personal reason had something to do with like philosophical football differences between Cam Akers and Coach Sean McVay. 
Um, I think which Stafford I guess is... might be racist, man. <clears throat> <laughs> well, you know, he is from Georgia. So and, yeah, he don't throw to black people. No, he was throwing to black people that day. Yeah. Which honestly, this like philosophical differences, this is the nicest way to say that these two dudes had a big fucking argument. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, why would you keep, you don't keep him out of the game. No. Nah. You know what I mean? Especially when you are, um, it's the weakest position on your team. Besides the yeah. O-line, maybe. Anyway, it appears that his time, I, I, I'd be shocked if Cam Akers doesn't get traded before yeah. the deadline. Um, anyway, not Henderson, sure what to Henderson say. looks okay. I, I really don't know what to say about this game other than the fact that the Rams won. It's not like it looked pretty. They were down 10 to 7 at the half, looking awful yeah. out of the gate against a team that was forced to start PJ Walker under center. Yeah. Um, but they, came, Panthers, they picked it up. Second half. The, yeah. Panthers were scoreless yeah. in the second half. I don't know much. Yeah, Pan- this was a bad game. It's not like the Panthers got the lead by way of PJ Walker anyway, because uh, you know my man, former Bulldog Matthew Stafford, throws his pick six. He was man. like, "Sure, here, take it." Uh, that was bad, dude. He, did you see that he he was that pass was intended for Cooper Cup, and he missed him so bad that he actually threw yeah. it to the guy who was covering Skoranek. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, As your man, former Bulldog. However, uh, one thing that we can't forget is that part of the reason that the Panthers couldn't score is because Cam Makers wasn't the only drama. Robbie Anderson left the field after, like, trying to fight an assistant coach. Yeah. and then, He got into an argument with his wide receivers coach. Yeah. It's, what? And then it got so bad that Wilkes kicks him out of the game. Yeah. Their interim coach kicks him out of the game. It looks like all hell is breaking loose there. Robbie Anderson has already been traded. Yep. And, uh, man, that's a crazy situation. But they're trying to do a fire sale anyway. So The other reason why I, it, that I think is important to give credit where credit is due, the other reason why I think the Rams won this football game was primarily because of their defense, and I would say specifically because of Jalen Ramsey, who in coverage was absolutely everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and not guy. just on <clears throat> not just on receivers either. I mean, this dude stepped up uh, to like bust up a couple of screen mm-hmm. pass attempts where he made these like monster Madden yeah. hit stick type hits. Yeah, he he. I think he had a, he also had a sack in this game. Yeah, um, Jalen Ramsey was was the real deal. He was he was special. He's gonna be um, in the he's gonna be in the running for defensive player of the year if they. Uh... If they yeah. get it together, they just got to get it together, man. Mm-hmm. We got to see a um, an unexpected QB battle at the end here when PJ Walker went out. We had Matthew Stafford versus Jacob Eason. <laughs> uh, you know, PJ Walker. Okay, look, he he played deep into the fourth quarter. He did not throw the ball a lot, um, but he didn't throw any picks, so that's good. Um, but he did get knocked the fuck out of this game. And then Jacob Eason came in and basically threw a pick for him. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't know what to say. We, we could sit here and talk about another nice performance by Cooper cup and about how Allen Robinson finally had probably That's the best game he's say. had as a Ram. Um, he had a touchdown catch. He had three, 63 yards. He had another really fantastic catch right by the sideline. little mm-hmm. toe tap. Toe, toe drag swag that was nice yeah he's gonna um, he's, he's getting into it into the <clears> offense 
But to me, for the Rams, it would all have to be discussed within the context that they barely managed to get past this dreadful version of the Carolina Panthers, to be honest. What do you mean? They beat them by two scores. They beat them by 14 points. Yeah, but most of those points came like super late in the game. Like it took them forever to figure out how to unlock the Carolina Panthers. They it, they should have come in and absolutely boat race this team. Yeah, that's uh, true. There's, the run game was There's still was NFL okay. players. There's still NFL players, <clears throat> NFL coaches that are playing the hardest. I don't know, man. I think they beat a team that's supposed to beat them. They, they covered the spread. What else you want them to do? Look, the Rams with no real run game. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, they look like a plate of they look like a plate of beans with no cornbread to sop it up with. Okay, <laughs> so I'm saying, come on, Rams, you, you got your plate of pork and beans, right? You got a little brown sugar mixed in there. Mm-hmm. Go get you some cornbread. Make that shit sing. Right. You know what I mean? You know the song? Have you heard the song? Beans and cornbread. Mm-mm. You don't know the old Lewis Jordan song, Beans and Cornbread. No, oh, bro. Congratulations. And also, you're welcome. Lewis Jordan. <laughs> For anyone listening to the podcast who's never heard of Lewis Jordan, he's an old jazz singer uh, from the 50s and 60s. He has some of the best songs out there. Beans and Cornbread is one of them. It's like a song about how beans and cornbread get into a fist fight. Right? Beans and Cornbread had a fight. Beans not beans and Cornbread. It's like the beans and Cornbread had a fight. Beans not Cornbread oh, yes, out of sight. Yeah, cornbread yes. said, now that's all right. It's all about how yeah. they get into a fight. I, I know that song they, now. When you say but then yeah. they realize later, wait a minute, we go together. Yeah, yeah. Like, we shouldn't be fighting. Of course, I know that song, yeah. And he's got that part. When you like, sing it, I know I'll it. I'll be yeah. ready. Yeah. I'll be oh, ready man. tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Skip, I'm in See? Beans and cornbread had, yeah, beans and uh-huh. cornbread. Yeah. It's in a lot of movies and stuff, too. Everybody listening, go go Google or yeah. Spotify it or whatever you do, TikTok it or whatever the fuck happens today. Uh, yeah. I never, Lewis I didn't know Jordan. that the song was called Beans and Cornbread, but it makes sense. Yeah. Beans and Cornbread. He's got some other great songs too. Um, ain't nobody here but us chickens. Ain't nobody here yes. at all. He's got some great songs, dude. I, know, he's, I knew he's, these songs. I when you sing it, I know it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. The stuff you just hear at the Sunday cookout or whatever. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, we had an upset. Uh huh. That I called. <laughs> That's that the, true. That the Seahawks would beat the Cardinals. That's true. And I was not. I don't know. I just was certain that they were going to win this game, and they did. Seahawks beat the Cardinals. I love it. <laughs> this game is funny to me. Um. <laughs> I mean, this was obviously a potential ship all the week as well. Yeah. Um. But this was like it's funny because like I, I think it, coming into this game, every football analyst uh, analyst was was essentially calling for an offensive explosion because nobody trusted either one of these teams' defense. Yeah. Um. And and it went completely the opposite. Yeah. For the most part, it was like a field goal fest. 
Uh, I didn't expect and I an get... offensive explosion from the Cardinals. <clears throat> I don't know. I just I've lost all faith in the Cardinals. It's time. I think it's time. I think that I think that the logic was that everybody was expecting an offensive explosion by way of just terrible defense on yeah, both yeah, sides of the ball, uh, of the field. And I get that the Cardinals. I think have DeAndre Hopkins back this week. His suspension, oh, week. I think, is okay. over. I'm pretty sure that he's going to play on Thursday night. But Hollywood Brown got hurt. Hollywood Brown got hurt. Um, and, and then, then now they have Cliff, Robbie Anderson. And then you got Cliff Kingsbury up here dialing up a field goal offense. I, I, <laughs> th- this this has to be one of the more all-around dreadful performances. Mm-hmm. Speaking of upset, like not only did you call the upset, like just this whole game was upsetting. I was like, yeah. I'm upset. I'm upset that I'm awake right now watching. If it wasn't for the Bills-Chiefs game yeah. on at the same time, I would have been like, why am I watching this? Yeah, this, was, this game was like a commercial break. <laughs> Because Red Zone only had three games, so then they just cut to this game because other ones were, yeah. And I learned something crazy in this game that I was not aware of. So, okay, first of all, Kyler comes out. He looked shot out of a cannon in the first drive, right? He looks really good. But then the drive stalled. They had to settle for a field goal, which turned out to be the first points in the first the quarter, Cardinals yes. have scored in the first quarter all year. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> They're 38 to nothing. That stat it, they, alone they, means get this fucking guy out of here. 38 to nothing outscored by their opponents in the first quarter coming in in this game. So now it's 38 to three. <laughs> Good job, Cliff. Good job, Cliff. Uh, uh, and I also, look, James Conner was injured. He did not play in this game, but, but, but man, I, I don't, I don't, I, it just he, they, everyone was calling for a big Eno Benjamin game, but that didn't really happen. Kyler Murray was forced to just kind of scramble and run. He had a hundred yards, uh, but but he had a hundred yards with no touchdowns. So and he fumbled the ball trying to carry it like a loaf of bread. Yeah. Um, so that's not good. Gino was not impressive either. Um, no, you know. But Pete Carroll, I I don't know. He, I will say this about Gino, he and Pete Carroll. I think Pete Carroll for some reason knows how to put Gino in a situation where he can make the right moves when it matters just mm-hmm. to keep the drive alive long enough for them yeah. to at least kick a field goal. Even right? scrambling when he needed to. Yeah. Um, Cause even if you take away that late Kenneth Walker touchdown, Seahawks still win this game just on field goals. Yeah. I mean, how, how pathetic is that for the Cardinals? I mean, I, I don't know. There were a lot of sacks in this game. It was like I think the defense was offended by the pregame chatter about this. <laughs> I mean, the Car- the Cardinals had five sacks and seven QB hits. The Seahawks had six sacks and seven QB hits. They were like, Mm-mm, "Fuck that shit." Um, that the Cardinals, their <clears throat> Cardinals touchdown. The only touchdown they scored came by way of their defense, right? Fumble, scoop, yeah. score. Yep. I, I mean, I I don't get it. Um, the I Cardinals do. Were f- they need to move on from that coach. That's what I. That's the reason I picked the Seahawks. It wasn't because I think the Seahawks are so good. It's because the Cardinals are lost, man, and they need new direction. The team is unwatchable. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's and, so much stuff they have too, man. It's like, I don't know, man. It shouldn't be that way. This to me, I can say definitively, six weeks into the season, this extension that they gave. Kingsbury and the GM before they gave Kyler Murray his deal yep. has to be the biggest head scratcher of of the NFL so far for me. Uh, I, I don't I don't understand it. Um, I don't get it at all. 
But D Hop again, D Hop's back. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I just exactly. feel like we'll is that really happens. enough? No, I mean Robbie Anderson too. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. Bills Chiefs uh, turned out to be an exciting game in a different way. It wasn't a barn burner with a bunch of points. Uh, How do you live up to that performance? Yeah. I mean, that's like yeah, the best yeah. game of the last decade was the last time they played, and then they followed it up with another good game. Uh, and you predicted the Bills will win. I agreed with you, and the Bills did win a close game. I can't wait to see these two teams in the playoffs. It's just fun, man. This is fun football, these two teams going at it. They're the best two teams in the AFC. I, I agreed. Um, yeah, I think, unfortunately, my man, former Bulldog Isaiah McKenzie, tried to lose this game for the Bills. I feel like he had a ton of mistakes in this game. He had a mm. fumble. He had a wide-open should have been a touchdown catch, but he tripped over his own feet. Oh, yeah. uh, he, had, he had a few drop passes. Um, whatever, they overcame that. On the other side, Chiefs got Juju cooking. Uh, yeah. That was interesting to see. Um, I mean, it was kind of all Mahomes. That was a crazy play. Mahomes just running around, conjuring up magic, extending the play, looking for somebody to get open, and then bang, Juju. Catches it, bounces off his guy, forty-two yard touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Juju had one hundred and thirteen yards on five receptions. Uh, yeah. Kelsey had a, a hundred yards, over a hundred yards, but they Bills D managed to keep him out of the end zone, so that's good for them. Um, Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs was a thing all night. He had one hundred and forty-eight yards. Um, Damn, it didn't feel like it when I watched it either, but that's true. I know, because Gabe Davis, Davis always takes the shot. Yeah. I, how much do I love – can I tell you – we don't talk about fantasy, but I'll just say it. Uh, I have Gabe Davis on one of my fantasy teams, and the mm. great thing about him is that he's just invisible the whole game, and then all of a mm. sudden, bam, he gets like a 70-yard touchdown, and you're like, cool, I got my <laughs> Gabe Davis points. Let's go. Uh, yeah. They went. The game was way more interesting in the second half. They started going blow for blow. Mm. Um, Diggs finally got a TD. My man, former Bulldog, Miko Hardman, got one. Um, but the Bills took the lead on a Dawson Knox touchdown. Beautiful play. Yeah, We haven't really heard much from Dawson Knox this year because his brother Luke, 22-year-old football player at Florida International university passed away suddenly this august they haven't said exactly how or why which means that it's probably either drug related or suicide or yeah. potentially both yeah. um very sad difficult very sad, situation yeah. to come back from um the mental health angle of this thing the struggle is real bro um yeah. which you know but you have to really tip your hat to dawson knox uh, and yeah. also, you know, send some love to the dude's family because you know it's hard to come back after something like that. Uh, and then he gets essentially what is the game-winning touchdown. So, yeah. Yes. But we can't move on for this game without talking about Von Miller. Honestly. Yeah, man. Um, it's, it's what they need. It's, it's showing why they got him. He basically – I mean, you think about the difference between this game – like why they won this game and why they lost that playoff game. It has to be the bills defense, right? Yeah. It's just better now. Um, Von Miller almost virtually by himself killed the chiefs final three drives of the game. Yeah. Right. One was a sack. The rest were pressures. He was the one who forced Mahomes out of the pocket to throw yeah. that game ending interception. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that the bills defense is, is what, is what is able to get them over the hump in this game. Yeah, it's pro. It's why they're probably going to end up 
outside of uh, a Mahomes miracle, why they're going to mm. probably be in the Super Bowl. I'm still worried about them, though, because they none of this matters until you hit the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's yeah. great. And they've put we up a couple duds already this year. We can sit here and say, like, the Chiefs are the best team in football right now, but if you can't do this again in the playoffs, if if you are on a collision course with the Chiefs in the AFC playoffs, watch yourself. you're going to have to do it again, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever you did in week six ain't going to mean shit. Yep. The uh, Eagles and the Bron- I mean, Eagles and the Cowboys played each other. Uh, they I did. Picked, I picked the Cowboys for the upset. Um, boy, was I wrong. For the record, I would have done the same thing. I really did think the Cowboys were going to win. I thought so too. I was drinking the Kool Aid. I know that the uh, the Eagles have been getting out front, and then teams coming back, and then the Eagles holding on for victory. And that's exactly what happened again, except for. Yeah, the Eagles held on. I thought the Cowboys would be able to hold it. We'll, we'll be able to keep them from getting out in front because of that defense. But the Eagles just ran out and dropped 20 on them in the first half and then dropped six on them in the second half. It's just like so Eagles this year. And, yeah. And the Cowboys. I mean, the, Cow- you know. the Cowboys did, to be fair, they, they did do their thing. I mean, they had four sacks. Micah, man. We, we picked him yeah. as player of the year. I think we're going to be right about that. Man, um, this dude they had four is sacks. insanely good. Four sacks. Hertz was only 15 for 25, 155 yards. Um, but I assume, for, by and large, that was because he was working with such good field position all night due to the three Cooper Rush interceptions in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was the Cooper Rush uh, reminder game that this is a right. backup quarterback. He's, it was a big deal. They were talking about how Cooper had zero interceptions in his four wins with the Cowboys. I guess he just decided to throw them all at once. Like, let's just go ahead and do this. <laughs> yes. um, it, you know, Cooper Rush, I have to say, you know, it, it was fun while it lasted, bro. Yes. Uh, he did what he's 18, supposed to do. He did more than what he's supposed to do. Way more. 18 for 38, 181 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Yeah. Uh, and if you think about it, it's kind of a perfect situation for the Cowboys to yeah. wash away this just ridiculous QB competition story that's been swirling around, Good right? Yeah. Y- you know, it's it, it's time to get Dak back in the saddle. Zeke had a pretty good game, it has to be said. C.D. Mm-hmm. Lamb was pretty much irrelevant because of the Cooper Rush situation. It, you do not need this silly conversation about Cooper Rush versus yeah, Dak Prescott. And now, yeah. and now you don't even have to have it. You know, now you don't even have to have a conversation. Like it, it, it's in the clear. He he gets to Dak. I'm pretty sure will play next week mm. versus the Lions, which is clearly a winnable game. Um, yeah, the Lions. So, we've seen the Lions against a real defense. To me, everything is lining up perfect for the Dak Prescott return. Right, Cooper Rush plays like shit, and next week he plays the Lions. It's a no brainer. <laughs> um, bet yeah, the, bet the spread on that one. <laughs> <laughs> gonna beat the yeah. Lions pretty good. These uh, Eagles are interesting. They they continue to find a way to win games despite the fact that they don't always play a full four quarters. Either. They never do. No, but it makes you um, think. It makes you wonder what happens when they will. And mm-hmm. uh, Nick Sirianni, I'm a believer, man. We talked that shit about his coach speak. Uh, I'm I'm believing. I'm I'm drinking the yeah. Well, the other thing that's kind of interesting about them is that, and I've mentioned their schedule before, and I know that that's whatever. I mean, they're six and zero. 
Their next game is against the Steelers. Mm. Texans, Commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears. Stop me when you think they can lose a game here. I mean, mm. honestly, Cowboys again, Saints, and then Giants. I I mean, they wow. could I do expect them to lose a game, but yeah. theoretically, there's no They're game be favorites in every game, yeah. There's no game left on their schedule that I'm thinking like, oh, they could they that oh they need to watch out on that. Like honestly, they could seriously go undefeated. Um, injuries, I think, might catch up to them. Yeah, you never know. As they always do, you know what yeah. I mean. That's usually what derails a, a an undefeated season. Um, the Giants also look pretty frisky too. So it's like I, I I'm really say, interested to see what happened. Yeah. I think maybe they'll split with the Eagles. They'll go one and one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can no, see that. I think Cowboys uh, too could split with them. With Dak, I thought about that during the game. Like if Dak's on that sure. team, it might be a different outcome. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. That division, which we thought was such a dud last year, could be the most fun in, and, the, in the league. NFC East is back, bro. Speaking of fun, the uh, Chargers and Broncos game. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, you call me Mr. Transition over here, man. Mr. Segway. Let's go. Sergeant Segway is in the building. Let's oh, go. There, you know what? It took me a couple of weeks. That's it. Sergeant Segway. Sergeant Segway. You nailed it. Well done. Uh, the, uh, I picked the – oh, no. You picked the Chargers to beat the Broncos, and you were right. Uh, Skip Stradamus. Let's go. Skip Stradamus holding it down. <laughs> the game went – it was different than we expected. We actually put a Monday night parlay on it and did not make it because we thought the Chargers were going to beat the brakes off the uh, Broncos. <clears throat> and they, they didn't, man. It was closer than uh, anybody expected. Before I went to bed Monday night, I began to scribe a letter. Something, something more like a desperate plea to the NFL to stop putting these dreadful Broncos in primetime. Yeah. And I thought to myself, no, let's sleep on this mm-hmm. and see what awaits the next morning. Mm. Maybe it's like Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. You get yeah. something, you wake up, you get something good. Yeah. Or maybe it's like you get a call from your mother saying, you know, your third cousin who you've never met before just died in a horrible farm related accident. And now you have to go to church and watch all these people sob and cry and like rub snot all over your shoulder when they give you a hug. And they're so glad that you showed up. Um, Is that? Yeah. I, I'd say that's, that's kind of what I felt like I got when I woke up this morning. I was like, what is happening here? Yeah. I mean, First of all, the fact that this game goes to overtime is what. Oh uh, man! <clears throat> like really, thank you. And thank then it you. ends on a muff. It, it ends basically because of a muffed punt that sets up the game-winning field goal for the Chargers. And what was the deal with this field goal kicker? What was he struggling through? <laughs> he had, he, He's. I don't know what the injury was. He obviously had some sort of a quad injury, but he just played through it, I guess. Oh, was it quad? Okay. I was like, because he was it a he quad? It, it, was a, it was so dramatic. Every kick. I'm not saying hamstring? it didn't hurt, but every kick, he was just, ah, oh, like an opera singer. Oh, take <laughs> me. Clutching, clutching, clutching his pearls, pearls yeah. on the way down. <laughs> oh, Lord. Or like, you remember Sanford and Son? Remember? Yeah. Remember yeah that we, show? Uh, Lisbeth. 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 He was, he would like fake having a heart yeah. attack every I'm episode. Did you know that he died that way? It doesn't surprise me. He was on the set 
of a news show. They were doing like a, a oh, show with no. Red Fox. And did they and all they, think he was kidding? Everybody's laughing. They think he's joking and shit. And he has oh, a heart no. attack. Yeah. Shit, I didn't know that. I used to love Sanford and Son. That was one of my favorite shows. Uh, I think he's a great mm. comedian. But uh, yeah, I man, don't even uh, know. I think I feel like the the Broncos getting the lead like that and Russell Wilson playing the way he played because it was a little bit of vintage Russell Wilson in the first half. Um, mm. That might have like saved Nathaniel Hackett, bought him a couple more weeks, but he still lost the game. Yeah, they they the the I will say that the the Broncos looked pretty good in the beginning they got up to a quick 10 nothing lead and it was like okay all right here we go here come these broncos and then yeah. it just went dark it just yeah. went dark um and it's not even like i mean well okay so here's the thing the 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 chargers d certainly showed up this combination of of um we've been talking about him all year derwin james um who's the other one khalil mack Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all of the levels uh, and Bosa, right? Drew Tranquil, uh, all of these guys had sacks. Um, it it was it the was Derwin impressive. James one was dope as hell, man. He timed mm. that blitz perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Eckler too. Content- I mean, he didn't have like a huge no, game but on he the- was oh. it was big first downs when he came through, man. Well, not only that, like just the way he scored his touchdown, the way he just like blasted, he hits the line. It yeah, looks like oh. he's not going to make it, and yeah, and just, yeah. um and and the announcer was like Austin Eckler refusing to go down, <laughs> um, which uh, my first thought was that that would be a perfect like rejected title of Jonathan sex tape. Um, <laughs> no, no. I would Jonathan, not. I don't Jonathan Rollins. Jonathan Rollins refuses to go down. <laughs> just the whole tape is me. Just no, no, stop pushing my head. Stop. It's disrespectful. Nope. nope. <laughs> no. I it's just a it. hand <laughs> on top of your head, and you're like, nope. No, no, no. I refuse. <laughs> you saw the title. Uh, this is not going to happen. Look, this is another disappointing loss for the Broncos. Um, it's sort of a, I mean, certainly. Uh, you know, whatever, everyone will forget about the way this game played out for the most part regarding the chargers, but they too like the Rams in my opinion. Two bad coaches, man. Are, are, are just not that impressive or or not as impressive as I was. We were all expecting them to be. And I get a lot of bad football from what I watch. Totally. Um, I don't know why they couldn't get Mike Williams involved more in the game. Um, he only had two catches for 17 Broncos yards. Broncos have a you good had... defense, man. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Um, but it's like, I mean, I just feel like, I don't know. It, this was just a terrible, I guess on paper before the season started, this made all the sense in the world. You got, you know, the hot, young, sexy Justin Herbert um, <laughs> versus the old, well, mid middle-aged, cringy, um, you know Russell Wilson. Yo, I gotta add that to the soundboard. Broncos, let's go. <laughs> Broncos number one. His hype video. Let's go, Broncos, yeah. all the way, baby. <laughs> yeah. He's so bad. The uh, Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> That's what it is. That's Broncos what it is. country. Let's ride. Let's Broncos try. country. Let's ride. <laughs> yeah. 
and I have to be to be fair as an actor. I've been there where <laughs> where they ask you to just rattle off different versions of the same thing. Yeah. And and I'm the sure one you that do they it pick better than him. The one that they pick always sounds like like they always pick the coolest one. Yeah. But when you see them all, all six of them crammed together, it looks like, dumb as hell. I said it like that. Broncos country, let's ride. It looks dumb as hell. And you feel dumb when you're doing it too. Because you'll do one and then number two and number three, you know in your head that they sound exactly the same, but you're trying to convince yourself that maybe they were just a little bit different. Like, <laughs> no, that one had a little, that yeah. one had a little, <laughs> little something extra. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was the same, bro. Can you do it again? It's like my father, when he first came to Sweden, first time I ever came here and he started hearing the language and stuff and he was trying to say like goodbye. Mm. He was like, so is it Hado or Hado? <laughs> I was like, uh, neither. It, it's neither. And you just said the same thing twice. Uh, so. <laughs> I've been, I've been, uh, my new thing when I'm watching the Broncos game is looking on the sidelines and trying to figure out which coach is the interim. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I'm going to, so I'm going to, I'm going to, like, I'm going to guess that is, <laughs> this this gentleman named Ejiro Ivero, who's the no defensive way, that... he's the defensive uh coordinator right now oh, which okay. is the best unit uh, uh of the team right now. The defense looks good. It's keeping them in games. Every game they've been within a possession in the fourth quarter. But this guy also used to be the secondary coach pass game coordinator for Sean McVay's Rams. So there's no way he's not oh. gonna be. <laughs> Lock it up. Lock it. <laughs> Good call, dude. Good call. That's my guess right now. Good call. <laughs> nice. So we'll I see, really man. respect the uh, nerdy deep dive on that. That was good. <laughs> Good call. I was like, what is he talking about? And then the more you talk, the more I agree with you. Yeah. All right, let's uh Good let's one. get some superlatives out of the way, man. Who's your real MVP? Uh, okay. Bear with me. I got one, I got one that's left field too, man. Go ahead. I actually had a premonition going into this week regarding who would be the next this this week six MVP. Okay. And in this vision. I saw a man who was simply tired of having his good name called into question. Uh-oh. So he put on his white britches. <laughs> he put on his black jersey. Okay. And then he put on his uh, brilliant red helmet. Uh-uh. Uh. He, he walked out onto the field and he played a near perfect game. Sure. He only threw 14 passes. <laughs> But he completed 13 of them. Uh. Didn't throw a single interception or, or sorry, incompletion okay. until late in the fourth quarter. And, 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 okay, fine. I get it. You're going to say to me, Skiff, he only threw for 129 yards, to which I would say the field is only 100 yards. Mm. Like, I don't understand why you need to throw it much further than that. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's a whole field. Uh, field I would also say that he, 
he uh, he threw two touchdown passes, no interceptions. He rushed for 50 yards. Mm. He had a rushing touchdown with his legs. Mm. Did I mention that his QB rating was 95.8 yards and his passing rating was 144.6? Two Ooh. metrics that I admittedly do not fully understand when it comes to how <laughs> those numbers are even produced. I just know that it looked good, good. Okay. Good. And I know that it came through on my Instagram as like, hey, look at this. This is good. Mm. Notice I haven't even said this man's name yet. You don't need to because because by now you should all be saying his name already you know him you love him and maybe he wasn't technically the best player in week six by all of those other stupid metrics that everybody seems to care about but he was the man for the moment he did what he had to do and he knows we know that this week, realistically, there is only one MVP. It's Mr. Flying Hawaiian, Marcus Mariota, the real MVP. Marcus Let's Mariota. fucking go. You're the real right. MVP. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll put him back to back. <laughs> and I'm saying that, look, I'm obviously I'm crazy, but it, it, I'm saying it honestly this week because it, I don't know. This might be the only week I could logically say that out loud, so I'm just going to go yeah. ahead and get it out of the way. Get, do it, man. Do what you got to do. Mine is uh, left field as well, man. Go for it. It's Kenneth Walker the third. Ooh, I like this. Of the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some other players had some flashy st- stats and whatnot, but Walker went workhorse and put that throwback Pete Carroll punishing run style on display with hard-earned, heartbreaking run after run against the hapless Cardinals. Seattle mm. was able to stick to the game plan even when the Car- Cardinals started bringing it back closer <laughs> thanks to Walker's tough running in crunch time. And because of that, I'm going to have to say the Kenneth, Wa- Kenneth Walker III. You the real MVP. Yeah. I like that. That's that's a that's legit. That's a good one. Uh, um, I want to do my trash first. I also want you to do your trash first. Okay. <laughs> well, let's so just say. That works out perfect. For my trash, I'm staying with the same game. Mm-hmm. Okay. I only like to give MVP to a player that won a game. And uh, it only seems right. That being said, because of the actions of this week's trash, I was able to give Kenneth Walker the MVP. I say that because Mm. Cliff Kingsbury basically (laughs) (laughs) ensured the Seahawks won that game with his bad coaching. Nine points. Mm. The Cardinals Mm. put up nine points with Mm. six of them coming from a blocked punt. So the offense with Baby Yoda himself only managed three points in the first quarter. Mm. The first time Mm. they scored in the first quarter the entire year. Something's got to give. The Seahawks are no slouches, I'll admit, but they also have a bottom 10 defense in the league. Three points against them is unacceptable. The fourth down calls reek of desperation, in my Mm -hmm. opinion, cost the Cardinals the game. I couldn't believe my eyes when they went for it at the Seahawks 20. (laughs) Went for it on fourth down. Seahawks 20. And then later, at the Seahawks 27. (laughs) Field goals either time makes it a one-score game, but old Cliff didn't get the memo. I Mm -hmm. normally preach about getting the coach right before the quarterback rookie contract is up. Well, the Cardinals missed that boat on that, and we'll have to Mm -hmm. hope to get it right next time. With no rookie contract, because after this week, Cliff doesn't seem to have it. Mm. It's just a matter of time before he loses the locker room. So I'm going to say Cliff 
to Cliff Kingsbury. You are trash. That was some mad truth, brother. <laughs> <clears throat> what you got for trash? Like, okay, so the reason why I wanted you to go first is because I'm going to do something that's a little like somewhat similar to what I did last week. I'm going to combine my trash and my shit got learned into one. Okay, nice. because because it falls into the same category. Um, and this is mostly a news related story to a certain degree. The plot thickens in our nation's capital. Uh, mm. That's really the shit that, that I think is both trash and the shit that I learned. Mm. Uh, and I'm talking about the controversy continuing to swirl around the Washington franchise a huge ESPN report dropped like a bombshell this past mm. week, claiming that owner Dan Snyder feels that quote, the NFL knows they can't fuck with me because I have too much dirt on the league End quote. It, it, it also claims that Snyder hired a private investigator to dig up said dirt on Goodell and some of the more influential owners, such as Jerry Jones probably did not have to dig too deep to find that obviously <laughs> uh and something he has already been found guilty of actually hiring a private eye to to uh harass his sexual harassment victims oh really um, which is pretty gross um anyway go read the report and decide for yourself right it's pretty long it's on ESPN but i will say um it, it it's extensive it appears to be very well sourced and not the type of article that someone like ESPN would drop if they couldn't back it up. Uh, it's very easy for Dan Snyder to say that this report is completely false. Um, but if he could prove that, A, he would already be lodging a defamation lawsuit effective mm -hmm. immediately, mm -hmm. which he's not. And B, the reporter, managing editor, and probably every intern in a 50-foot radius would be fired and shunned from the profession of journalism for eternity if, right. if this thing was not on point, uh, because they are really sticking their necks out on this thing. Mm -hmm. um, this, this report has a giant set of balls, and it's just daring Snyder to take a swing at him. Um, <clears throat> it seems very clear that the NFL would love to get rid of Snyder. Um, but as I've said many times, I do think Snyder knows where all the bodies are buried. Yeah. Uh, you also had one of the most senior, deeply connected announcers in the business, Al Michaels, reiterating this point regarding how the owners feel about Snyder during this game on Thursday night football on oh, wow. the broadcast. Okay. This is not a small thing. And he likely had to get a thumbs up to bring it up on national television. Mm -hmm. he, he probably would not have been allowed yeah, was, to talk about this. I was a little surprised yeah. um, Plus, plus, people are starting to connect the dots to the fact that the owner of Amazon, which this game was being played on, Jeff Bezos, has made it no secret that he would someday like to own an NFL team. Uh... So keep that in mind. <laughs> now... Here's the thing. If you want to crawl up in my mentions and tell me that I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist, I'm cool with that. But all I ask is that you remember where I'm at so that you can reach out on the morning when we all wake up and realize that I was right about this as usual. So just keep that in mind. Damn. Damn. So that's some trash and <laughs> shit got learned. Mm -hmm. 
and the conspiracy theory. Yeah. That's some like trash shit got learned. Skipster dramas all in one. <laughs> oh, so fucking it. stick that burrito in your mouth. <laughs> My shit got learned is the basement needs to be reevaluated. We all nice. laughed at some of these teams that were supposed to be the bottom of the barrel this year. Seattle yep. was rebuilding with their two starting quarterbacks reality. The Giants were going to be punching bags as they kicked the tires on a new coach. The Jets were going to be the 2022 20, draft winners, and that's it, while they'd probably be searching for a new coach in the near future and rinse and repeat. Atlanta was going to be fun, but just bad with Marcus Mariota, the guy that we like to joke about. Marcus Mariota? <laughs> He's supposed to be has-been at the helm, but no, all these teams are 500 or better. None of them are pushovers. Love. One of them mm-hmm. is actually a five seed right now. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wow. Herm Edwards said it best. You play to win the game. And some unexpected teams are doing just that while we scratch our asses and squint, wondering what the fuck just happened. That's my shit got learned. The basement needs to be reevaluated. <laughs> that, to me, is the perfect theme for week six. Yeah, I man. could not agree more. Who's your scariest AFC team? Well, I said last week. Who's our scariest AFC team? Yeah, I said I said last week. Whoever wins this Chiefs Bills game would be a lock for scariest AFC team. So I I get it's the Bills. Um, We know we've known for a long time what their offense can do, but their defense, as I said before, is is a big part of the equation uh, that has led to them being even more improved this year. Uh, they have players in the secondary that can make plays. They got this fucking Matt, this linebacker, Matt Milano is everywhere. Von Miller yeah. can't be stopped. Von Miller with that like chop spin mm-hmm. move that just, where it just allows him to live in the backfield. I, I clearly the bills and, and how they can burn you on offense. Wow. Um, it, it's they're, they're, they're the scariest team and they're the scariest team in the NFL period. But yeah. Yeah, I agree. AFC. Uh, they took down the big bully. Didn't seem to get uh, pressed as they did it. Gabe Davis is probably the scariest number two receiver in the league right now. Josh Allen's looking like a damn cyborg. His team's working out his kinks and looking more more like a well-oiled machine as the season mm. goes on. They're the scariest team. My scariest team in the NFC East, is, I mean, in the NFC is the Eagles again. Uh, I thought the Cowboys defense yeah. was going to be the big spoilers, but the Eagles punched them in the face and didn't really look back. They have a tendency to let teams back in it, but they also have a tendency to win regardless. So mm. imagine when they play a full four quarters, like you were alluding to earlier, uh, at their potential. Sheesh. Watch out for the Eagles, mm. Best team in the NFC. Uh, we're on the same page there, too. Uh, obviously, they're undefeated. I thought this win was a little ugly. I am a little concerned about how they do not – haven't figured out how to play four quarters yet. Um but six and zero is six and zero, and and none of the other NFC teams appear to come even close at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a steep drop off after the first, like when you think about who's the top two or three teams. Yeah. After that, it's like falling off of old Kingsbury Cliff, to be honest. <laughs> uh, it's a drop off like the second half of any clean Kingsbury team <laughs> season. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I want to. Uh, that's it, man. Week six is in the books. We got our opinions out there, and mm-hmm. uh, it's time to get rolling on to prepare for week seven, man. Thanks for Let's checking go. this episode of uh, Spinner Fell Out. It's been Jonathan Rollins. 
And skip me, Sarah. And uh, we'll catch y'all next time on Svenafel. Peace. Later, y'all. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.